Hey, everybody. Welcome to episode 202 of the Masterclass podcast. My name is still Cam. His name is still Dave. We are still friends. All is all is something. All is something. Let's put it that way. It's episode 202. Dave, how are you, man? I'm all right. Um, yeah, I'm doing good. How are you? I I got a puppy like <laughs> 10 or 11 days ago. And um, let's just say my life has changed drastically <laughs> since getting this puppy. Uh, I am. Uh, I've had a child. I have a child. She and is, you've had dogs. And I've had dogs. Um, I have never had a three month old dog before. And um, holy poop piles, Batman. There, there's a lot of that going on in my house right now. And I'm just, I, I'm grateful that 90% of it has been not on the one rug that I have. The rest of my house is either hardwood or linoleum in the kitchen or in the bathroom, you know, but hardwood everywhere else. And I have got an area rug in my family room. Uh, and I have since uh, gated off the family room from the rest of the house so that uh, no more accidents will be had on my rug because that's much more difficult to <laughs> clean up adequately and completely as opposed to on the nice, you know, uh, tiled floor in the kitchen, which is wipe up, spray, wipe up, and we're good to go. Yeah. But uh, my goodness, Dave, it is a smelly, nasty mess over here. <laughs> oh, that sounds like fun. Yeah, not, I don't miss that. It's not fun. But he is that. a very cute little dog, and my daughter loves him. And I don't have to call him Bluey, which is what I thought I was going to have to call him. So, oh, really? <laughs> so, okay. There's there is a kids cartoon on Disney uh-huh. Plus called Bluey, and it's made by the Australian BBC. And so, it's it's honestly of the shows that she watches, it's my favorite. It makes me laugh yeah. all the time, <laughs> and like the episodes are like anywhere from like six to ten minutes long. And it's a cartoon about a family of Australian cattle dogs, which is what my dog is. It was an Australian cattle dog, blue healers and red healers being the two main types of cattle dogs. Um, and so the, the family is uh, a mom is a red healer. The dad is a blue healer. And then two daughters, one is a blue healer. One's a red healer. And the main character is the older daughter, Bluey. And so when we got the dog, I was like, she's going to want to name it Bluey. And I'm I'm gonna be stuck calling this dog Bluey for the next twelve to sixteen years, which is their yeah, average life expectancy, right? Which the terrifying part of that is my daughter's five now. So if this dog makes it yeah. bare minimum twelve years, she'll be a senior in high school when this thing, you know, yeah, passes away. Or she could be twenty one. Yeah. So you know, which is terrifying because that would make me fifty one. Which which is not bad. Okay, I appreciate that, Dave. Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> but it's just weird to think that, like, this this was not a decision I took very long to make, and the consequences of that decision could live a decade yeah. to a decade and a half, barring something, you know, tragic or unforeseen happening. Um, and so I was like, I really do not want to have to call this dog Bluey. As a fifty, as a fifty-year-old man, not 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 as a thirty-five-year-old man, but certainly not then. And so I got the dog while my daughter was away, and she came oh, home, okay. and I, you know, it, like you would think that I would have thought to record it, being the camera guy that I am, but I didn't even think about it. One of my friends is like, 
you need to record that and send it to me. You know, she's a mom of five and she's like, I need to see. And she loves dogs. She, they have, she has five kids and three dogs. Wow. That's how you know you're a dog person. You have five <laughs> and the oldest one is 13. So they oh, have wow. five kids between like four and 13 and three dogs. So she's a total dog person. And she's the one that told me I needed to record it. I was like, wow, I'm such a bad parent. I didn't even think about it. But I was able to get the whole thing on, on, on video. Um, and I was like, well, what, what should we call the dog? And she goes, I want to call it Bluey. And I was like, oh, no. She really did. She said yeah. that. And then she goes, oh, but Bluey's a girl's name. And he's a boy. Oh. So I want to call him Max. And I was like, done. Got it on video. The dog's name is Max. We agreed. We have made a pact. This dog's name is Max. Um, and not after Max Verstappen. <laughs> but, yeah. That's funny. So he is he is both uh, the bane of my existence and a little bit of joy each day. So I'm hoping that that trends more towards joy as he yeah. learns. You know, he just gets older and he's not a baby anymore. Um, cause he, I mean, he is a good dog. Like I'm, I, I live on a very, very, very busy corner uh-huh. and I'm able, I leave his leash on, but I'm able to not hold the leash and he, he's not, he doesn't run. He actually yeah, tries, yeah, he's nice. a cattle dog. So he actually tries to herd Kennedy. Like she'll be running and he'll oh, like, nip yeah. her, he'll like nip at her legs and like try and cut <laughs> her off at the pass to keep her close. Which, you know, as I mentioned, my, my old dog, Linus, was a lab great Dane mix, and that dude ran. I mean, when we lived in the same subdivision, he would just, he would get out and just <laughs> run and then wait at the end of the block for you and then just run. This dog just stays close. That's cool. Um, so I, I cool. and he's, he's got a pretty good personality, but he just poops everywhere. And I've been talking about him pooping for five minutes, so I'll stop now. Um, but that is like all that my life is right now. <laughs> for better or worse yeah well that sounds fun and i like the name max yeah it's a good name i wanted i i, I like the like i wanted to call him so it, the joke that i was telling myself was so my dad's name is kevin right uh-huh. and that's like a total white dude name especially like for his generation <laughs> you know and he's irish yeah. right so my sister Named her firstborn and my dad's only grandson, Kevin, after my dad, which none of us saw coming. Like no one in the family was like, oh, we're definitely getting like, you know, a mom or dad name for the like, we just didn't see it coming at all. So like it shocked all of us. Um, And so I thought it would have been really funny if I named my dog Kevin. I'm like, I know she gave you a grandson named Kevin, but I got you a dog named Kevin (laughs) just to kind of be a putz about the whole thing, you know? Um, But luckily my daughter is wiser than I am and she chose to name him Max. And uh, now I can just tell my dad that it was an idea that I had and not actually shame him by naming my dog (laughs) after him. So (laughs) I thought it would have been funny though. Yeah, that would have been. I may have been uninvited from Christmas, but you know, some <laughs> jokes are worth, some jokes are worth. <laughs> yes. That brings up a question. Have you ever met my dad? Yeah. Okay. I feel like you have. That's, I just. Yeah. 
It was. Uh, did we go to Knoxville, Tennessee? Oh no! It was the. Was it the youth conference that we went to? Yeah. We drove. Oh, yeah. it was me, you, and Penny. Remember, and the gas got down to like <laughs> empty, yes, and we wanted to that. see how. Oh my gosh! Holy cow! That's bringing back some memories. <laughs> that would have been because it was just me, you, and Penny, right? The three of us. Yeah. Okay. That wasn't Indianapolis was... because Indianapolis was me and Travis. And yeah, I want to say it was Knoxville. It, it might have been. No, it might have been Nashville. Nashville. It was somewhere in Tennessee, I thought. So maybe. I don't know. Yeah, I know that I went oh, to one. It, it wasn't. Was it Indy? Go to, did we go to Louisville? It was Louisville. Last week. Yeah, yeah. Because yeah. I, I went to, I did another one with Indy. And that's when Travis came with me on that one. I think it was Travis and Penny. And then you and me, was Louis, it was Louisville. Right. Yeah, yeah. 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 Oh, man. Another lifetime. Another life. <laughs> yeah, it was, wasn't it? Holy cow. Yeah, you had all your kids at home still. I didn't have a kid yet. (laughs) (laughs) I was a youth pastor the first time. Oh, man. Yeah. Conferences happened because COVID wasn't a thing. Yes. Gracious. All right. Well, it's okay. You have met him. I just, for some reason, couldn't recall that. Yeah. Good old Kevin Brennan. Yeah, I don't know if he even told you. We talked on the phone a while back. Yeah, he called me. (laughs) or No, he texted me and asked for your phone number. I was like, um, why? (laughs) And that was a little weird, too, because I was like, you know, my media is like, what happened to Cam? (laughs) Like, why is his dad calling me? (laughs) Uh, He's... He is, uh, what's, how do I say this? Seriously. He is a very kind person. Oh, yeah. Um, like he, he would send us letters in the mail when we were in middle school and high school so that we could get mail, (laughs) you know, and like Mm. just instead of, you know, like he would tell us, but then he would also write in a letter and then mail it to us at the house that we lived in with him. You know, uh, and he still sends cards to me and Kennedy separately. St. Patrick's awesome. Day, Valentine's Day, like all that sort of, you know, <laughs> like everything. And there was the the one that I, they he sent for uh, Easter was it said it was Jesus dying eggs, and it said Jesus D Y E D died for your sins. <laughs> And inside of it, in parentheses, you put your mother only claims this card if you find it humorous. <laughs> so the reason I, because I asked him, I was like, why do you want Dave's number? He's like, well, I wanted just to thank him for being such a good friend to you. And I was like, oh, okay, you're just a better human than me all around. Yes, you can have his number. Go tell him. Thank you. That's um, funny. Not that well, I feel like I should be sharing this with the whole world, but it's too late. So he's just a good dude. Yeah, so he did do that, but it, there's a family from up there that's moving to our area that has a special needs child. That, oh, I forgot about that part. Yes, 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 yes. Yeah. He wanted to get your input on. Yeah. And so I, I did I did have a conversation with them and then actually forward them on to a person that Melissa and I used when we were making a decision about where to, like, that we, we talked to Susan about mm-hmm. it. So I forwarded them on to Susan and said, she actually can answer your questions better than I can. <laughs> so awesome. yeah, I forgot about that part of the, the 
conversation. That's cool. Well, thank you for doing that. Yeah. No, he was, it was a wonderful conversation. So yeah, he's all right. We'll keep him. Yep. (laughs) All right. Well, Hebrews, we're going to finish. We're going to finish it, Dave. We're at the end. Yeah, we have. I feel like there should be some sad like music there, but it hasn't been sad. It's been a wonderful (laughs) Hebrews is man. What a rich book. Yeah. For so many reasons of which I'm not going to repeat because I would say it more poorly than we did in any of the previous 20 some episodes when we talked about (laughs) it in depth. So if you want to know why we think Hebrews is good, go re-listen to the last episode, last couple episodes. Um, yeah. But it's, um, I'm trying to think, we've done Matthew, Yep. we've done James, we've done Romans, mm-hmm. Yeah. we've done Hebrews, we did some topical stuff. Yeah. And those, so those are the four, that... those are the four books we did. We did Matthew. Uh, and we didn't even start at the beginning. No, we started after, yeah, like after Jesus, right when Jesus started yeah, his ministry. Yeah. yeah the, the end of chapter four. And then we did James, right? And then we did Romans mm-hmm. and then we did Hebrews. That yep. sounds right. Yep. And we will tell you what we're doing next later on. <laughs> But we should we should just take a peek here at the last chapter of Hebrews, which is chapter 13. And, um, you know, unlike hotels, we're not going to skip this number, but we are going <laughs> to gloss over most of it because yeah. it, it it's not that what it says isn't important or isn't worth reading. It's just all very straightforward. And it's a lot of concluding thoughts that are, you know, superficial to the discussions had in previous chapters. So instead of just reiterating a lot of what has been said or making obvious uh, conclusions, like in verse one, let brotherly love continue. Do not neglect to show hospitality to strangers for they thereby some like, yeah, okay, great. Show brotherly love, show hospitality. Remember those that are in prison honor your marriages, don't be sexually immoral. Like these are all things that we would just say, um, yes, right. agreed here, here. Uh, and so instead of doing that for, uh, 25 verses, we thought maybe we'd take a peek in here real quick, uh, pull out maybe one or two that we feel are, uh, standing out to us and then get to uh, a discussion of what's next for, um, the show. So, with that being said, Dave, yeah, is there is there any part of chapter thirteen that stands out to you as like a verse or two that are worth talking about, or is there uh, something else from the book that comes to mind that you want to just focus on for a minute or two? So, um, and I, I am I have a terrible memory as sometimes. I need to go back and listen to our podcast too. But, you know, I think one of the things that is important to remember is that, you know, part of the reason why um, we're not going to rehash this is, is, you know, we're reading somebody else's mail when we read, (laughs) when we read these letters to specific groups in the early church. And so, 
um, you know, this kind of concludes with, you know, um, I think there's names in there, maybe not, but, um, but yeah, so we're, 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 we're you know, we're, we're, reading somebody else's mail. I still, I think that's, I, I still think it holds up. I still think it's important. I still think there's, there's teachings. There's a reason why it was, these were included, uh, in, you know, in the canon, why these were included in scripture. Um, but yeah, it, 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 uh, we're kind of at that point where he's saying a, a specific goodbye, uh, to a specific group of people. And so, uh, it is pretty straightforward. And, and I think in some cases it, it, it's, um, um, it is, I don't know what it is. I'm losing my, my train of thought, but anyway, I'll leave it at that. It's a, it's a specific goodbye to a specific group of people. And so I don't think that's why, I think that's one of the reasons why we don't need to totally hash, rehash that. Um, but as you and I were talking earlier and, and I'll actually give you credit, uh, for this is, um, we talked about verse eight, mm-hmm. uh, and that being Jesus Christ is the same yesterday and today and forever. Um, and then I even think the next part of that is, is a little bit important too. And it says, do not be led away by diverse and strange teachings for it is good for the heart to be strengthened by grace. Um, and then not by foods, which have not benefited those devoted to them. But, um, yeah, it, it, it amazes me that Christianity has existed for as long as it has. Yeah. Um, and I've, I've actually been listening to, and I know this doesn't go that far back, but it, 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 I find it interesting when I, when I, when I read a book or I listen to a book that's a hundred years old or even 400 years old, I, I will catch myself like going, am I listening to the right thing? Am I reading the right thing? thinking there's no way this could have been written 400 years ago. There's no way this could be written a hundred years ago because it's so applicable to today. And so when I hear uh, that Jesus is the same yesterday, today, and forever, it, again, 400 years is nothing compared to, to human history, but the things that we're dealing with today, even with technology, even with the stuff that's going on, it's not that different. It's in fact, it's spot on compared to what Christians were dealing with a hundred years ago, 400 years ago and things like pride and ego. And I'm even surprised at how frequently uh, finances and just trusting God for provision is in there. And so, yeah, uh, that's, that, that is the takeaway for me of, kind of giving it a little bit of a, um, uh, not, not so much a sidebar, but just a, a little bit of a tangent there is he's consistent in who he is and our situation as sinners, as human beings, I, I, we think we're so unique. We're so special <laughs> in the age that we live. And it's like, no, it, it's exactly the same, exactly the same thing. And so, uh, I guess, so what I'm saying is, is we haven't changed all that much. Um, 
And I don't want to lessen the fact that, you know, God is immutable. He is who he is. Um, but it's, 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 uh, I'll, I'll just say this. It's, it's just very reassuring, um, that, that Christianity has existed for as long as it has, um, you know, you can visit the tomb of every other religious leader, um, and you cannot do that with Jesus. So that's my thought on that. Yeah. So there's, there's something I'm, I'm trying to figure out how I want to say this, right? Like you talked about the immutability. Immu- Immutability of God. Holy cow, that word should not be that hard to say. <laughs> it's only like eight letters. Immutability of God. But I think there's also something to be said for, and not in a good way, the consistency with in which sin works, the ways in oh, which yeah. it works. Like you talked about pride, right? And ego and selfishness and finance. Like, like Satan is not... <laughs> yeah, coming exactly. up with new tricks, right? He yeah. found the ones that work and he's been playing that same song longer than any band around, right? Yeah. He, he you know, he was ACDC before he's in like the same four <laughs> songs for 10 albums, right? Like he's yeah. <laughs> he figured out the formula early on of how to get us to stray from God and how to do so easily. Um, and I, I think there's something to be said about the consistency in the ways that we fail to honor God. Mm-hmm. And you would think that if we were that, if the problems were that consistent, we'd have come up with a solution by now. Because we're really good yeah, at coming exactly. up with solutions to solve consistent problems, right? Yeah. You know, and and th- there's also the, the recency bias, right? We're smarter than the Romans of 400, you know, AD were. Why? Yeah. Well, because we made the iPhone. I didn't make the iPhone. Steve Jobs no. and a bunch of engineers made the iPhone. I didn't make the iPhone. Right. But because we have this, you know, the, the technology and the medicine, we're somehow better than those people. Well, they were cutting edge their day too. No one else was building roads the way they were building or palaces the way that they were building yeah. or the Egyptians before them or the Greek. Like th- there's this whole idea that because we have technology and medicine better than what they had, that we're, we're somehow more evolved human beings. No. And we have the exact same base problems. Satan hasn't had to change his strategy Ever. It doesn't matter how much technology or civilization or culture or, you know, universal uh, whatever you you throw on top of it. We're all still to your point. We haven't changed all that much. We just look different from how we dress to how we live to how we eat to how we travel. But the same problems still persist. It's so like the other way I look at it is I grew up in a town called Gross Point in Michigan. And if you've seen the movie gross point blank, that's the named after that town. It wasn't filmed there. It was filmed in (laughs) California, but they did such a good job that it fooled me. I watched it and was like, wow, I don't recognize these houses, but this looks exactly like where I grew up. 
like to, down to the street signs. They mimicked the street signs because they're a very yeah. unique style. Like they did a very good job of making it look like it was shot there. And they only shot very basic, like scenic sh- shots and everything else was filmed in California. Anyways, the point is, is that Gross Point is a uh, very well-to-do suburb of Detroit. And Detroit, as has been well-documented, has very, very, very big struggles. It's the only city to have gone bankrupt in the United States that yeah. I'm aware of. Um, it is. And so there's this road called Alter Road um, that separates Detroit and Gross Point. So Detroit is, Gross Point is just north of Detroit, right along the river and the lake, Lake St. Clair. And that road, Alter Road, is one of the most economically and racially segregating roads in the entire country. Wow. You go from million dollar homes and Bugattis and Audis and Mercedes and Maseratis and all of the fancy Italian and German cars. You cross the road and you have burned down drug houses, cars on cinder blocks, like nothing across a two lane road. Yeah. And one of the things that I learned growing up in Gross Point, but going to church in the city was that people are people. And the only difference between the money is how they try and medicate their problems. Right. And if you have money, you medicate your problems differently than you do if you don't have money. You do cocaine instead of smoking weed, right? You buy (laughs) another girlfriend instead of sleep. Like it's, it's all the same problems. They just are band-aided differently based on how much money you have. Yeah. And that's the same, like it's, and so I, I, I realized that early Like I would say by the time I was in high school, I was like, these people are the same. Yeah. The only difference is some of them have money and some of them don't. And we think that the ones with money are better or, yeah. or have it together. It's like I, the amount of kids I went to school with whose parents were loaded that didn't have loving relationships with their parents that didn't, that were, that were so insecure, like, and acted out because of the, like, okay, your parents are rich, but they hate you. <laughs> You know, like it was a very eye-opening way to live. You realize, man, we are all just, we are all just broken in so many ways. Well, I shouldn't say in so many ways, in so many of the same ways, I guess is the way I I should say it. And so I guess all, I say all of that to, to go back to the earlier point of, you would think that if we were broken in the same five to 10 ways that we would have figured out a way to fix it by now. Right. Yeah. But we haven't, <laughs> we found lots of ways to, to self-medicate and, and ignore problems. You know, the house is only burning. If you open your eyes, Dave, if you keep them shut, there's no fire, <laughs> uh, but we haven't solved those problems. No. And that, that is indicative to me of the truth of scripture we cannot solve that problem. We just, we, we fundamentally are incapable. We know the problem exists. We've known the problem has existed for millennia. Yeah. And yet the same problem that existed when Adam and Eve ate the fruit of the tree exists today. Mm -hmm. And we are no closer to solving it on our own, which lends me to one of two conclusions. Either the Bible is true and Jesus is the only one that can solve that problem 
or we're so broken that we made up a story of someone who can do it for (laughs) us because we can't do it ourselves. And so we have to make up this idea of somebody who can't. Those are the only two conclusions I think that you can come to on that. I think I just had this thought, so I could be wrong, but like it's either totally made up to make us feel better or it's true. Right. And that is what people have to decide. And you and I have decided that it's true. Oh yeah. But the person listening may have not made that choice yet. Right. And, but that's also, I think one of the reasons why you and I have spent the better part of seven years walking through the Bible is discussing all of this stuff because if it's true holy crap it's really important yeah and if it's not well we've just had a really good time talking about a fairy tale (laughs) (laughs) yes you know yeah and like I, i don't mean to make light of it by putting it in those in those words but like that's the case either either jesus is who he says he was and what the bible says he was yeah. Or he's not. Those are the options. Yeah. And if he's not, well, when we die, we won't know because we'll cease to exist. Yeah. But if he is, you know, I would, you know, I choose team Jesus <laughs> and not out of fear or anything like that. But like, I mean, I feel like I'm totally on a tangent now, but like, if you, if you read scripture and take Jesus for who he says he is, you want to be on his side. Right. Who wouldn't want to be? Yeah. Well, and and I I mean, I'll even throw in that if you take into consideration other world religions, they at least give you some, like you get honorable mention for being a Christian. (laughs) You know, you, you at least have some sense of, you know, it's not all about me that there's something bigger, more important than me. And so, you know, if I get reincarnated, well, at least I'm headed in the right direction than being (laughs) an evil, bad person. (laughs) And I say that tongue in cheek. I do not believe that at all, but yeah. So, yeah. All right. Well, that was, that was somewhat about Hebrews. (laughs) (laughs) No, I, I mean, I, yeah, it, it really did just sum up for me. I think, like you said, there's a reason why uh, we choose to believe what we believe and where we're at. And certainly there are the intangibles, the things that you can't explain. And that's part of the reason why we talk about having faith. Um, but yeah, um, I'm I'm pretty comfortable with, with landing and summing up Hebrews with um, we're all a bunch of sinners. And well, like you said, we, we haven't figured it out yet. You know, we haven't, and we need, we need Jesus. We need a savior. And that's pretty much what Hebrews is about. Is this awesome God that we, we serve. And so, yeah. All right. I wish I had a gavel sound effect so we could <laughs> Hebrews is closed. Close but if book. Hebrews is closed, Dave, yeah, that means that something is next. Yeah, and you and I have not discussed this. 
we we have discussed the idea we of made something. a decision. Yeah. But yeah, no. So the, the we're gonna we're gonna kinda pull the curtain back and show you how the sausage is made here, uh, folks. Yeah. We we had the thought of what if we decided to instead of reading or working through a book of the Bible, we worked through uh a book not of the Bible, not because it's on par with the Bible, but because we just wanted to shake it up a bit. It has been seven years. Yeah. So I feel like we've earned <laughs> the right our, to it's say our sabbatical. Right? Yeah, exactly. We're gonna, take a seven-year sabbatical. Exactly. Yes, the year of uh, jubilee. Jubilee. Um, <laughs> could you imagine what a year of a full year of jubilee? You're not allowed uh, to have a bad day, Dave. I don't care if it's Monday. It's the year of jubilee. <laughs> Be happy. <laughs> no, but we thought it would be uh, it would be fun and a change of pace to um, read through a obviously a theologically you know based book, um, uh, be it be it a, a study or just you know a book, but but written by a pastor or a Christian scholar or a theologian um, that would just allow us to uh, engage with scripture in a different way than we have been doing. And I'm sure we'll wind up back in the Bible because that is of course the primary source of, of what we believe and what uh, you know, we believe truth is, is, is based on. Um, But why not um, try and just do something different and maybe engage our audience in a different way. And you guys would be able to read along maybe a book by an author that you haven't read before. Um, so we, we don't know, uh, what book we're going to read or who wrote it, but, um, you know, Hey, that's what we're going to figure out. So Dave, do you have any, uh, any ideas you want to throw in the ring here? We could do like a Royal, Royal Rumble style <laughs> entry. So uh, I, my initial thought was to do Dallas Willard because of <laughs> the, the beginning with uh, the, where we came with, with master class. Yeah. And, Oh, that uh, makes me so sad. Cause I was about to make a joke. I was like, should we should read a book by a dead person? Oh no. Was the joke I was going to make. <laughs> and that reminded me that Dallas has passed and that makes me sad because I never got to meet him. So yeah. now I'm, I'm actually mad at myself for thinking that because now I'm sad. Yeah. So would your, would your, would your recommendation be divine conspiracy or a different one of his books? <laughs> So if I was if I was going to recommend a Dallas Willard book, I think I would go with Hearing God. Mm. Um, I think <laughs> I think Divine Conspiracy. We would certainly we could spend seven years discussing on that divine, book alone. Yeah. Divine Conspiracy, and not that it's <laughs> more in depth than the Bible is, but it's a lot more pages than one than a book of the Bible. So, uh, so Hearing God would be it was a thought that I had. Um, if we wanted to, anyway, so yeah, I'll just leave it at that. What about you? That's a, uh, I, I have it. I haven't read it yet because it kind of terrifies me, which means it's a good suggestion. <laughs> um, <clears throat> uh, let me pull up my, 
library real quick. Um, I was thinking of, of a, uh, a book. Because I kind of wasn't kidding about reading a book by a dead person. Right. Oh, yeah. Because I just, I think there is as many good books as have come out in the last, you know, 60 years. I I think we have, it's it's really easy to just like, oh, I'm just going to read Tim Keller's next book. And I love Tim Keller. Like, big fan. Mm-hmm. Uh, have pretty much every book he's written. Um, but I think that there is something to be said for reaching back towards the Puritans or old, you know, British pastors, Scottish pastors, um, stuff like that, that still lands today. And so I'm looking for, Oh, where are you? Come here, come here, come here. You could do the heritage of Anglican theology by J.I. Packer. (laughs) (laughs) Just kidding. I won't, I won't force you to read that. I'm looking for, so I've got two, two suggestions. One is the expulsive power of a new affection by Thomas Chalmers. Or, um, wait for it. would be uh, The Death of Death and the Death of Christ by John Owen. Would be my two suggestions that I can think of right now. Mm-hmm. I, Thomas Chalmers, was a Scottish Presbyterian minister who served most of his life at St. John's Parish in Glasgow. I'm not sure why I did that, but there it is. <laughs> so anyways, so it says the expulsive power of a new affection uh, is the book by Chalmers, which inspires his readers to remove the tangles of sin through the expulsive power of a new affection, desiring God. So it's a, it's a book about um, learning to desire God above, you know, learning to act on our sin. Mm-hmm. essentially and so what what a new affection and that's one of the things too that like i think has become lost in the church is this concept of affections and if you read a lot of you know uh 17 16 17 1800s theologians whether they're british or european or american there's this idea of the affections and 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 what what changes us and what causes us to feel certain ways um so any huskies those are my two um, okay. but I'm totally open to the Willard book too. Cause like I said, I've heard it and I have, or I have it and I haven't read it because <laughs> I'm scared. Uh, okay. So yeah. And then, then my other thought was, um, I was thinking, um, CS Lewis, um and again i there was a little bit of me kind of trying to find things that were 
not super long. <laughs> and so um, any number of, of C.S. Lewis's books were on my, were on my list, were in my considerations for what we might read. So, you know, we could just read The Shack. I'm sure that's ready for a comeback. <laughs> I don't even know what that is. Oh, never mind. That was a that was <laughs> my attempt at a joke that has failed because you've not heard of Never mind. Never mind. I was yeah. We'll just move on from that. <laughs> I you know, um Yeah. Or we could read uh what's the other one? Oh my gosh. <laughs> oh no, what is it? Wild at heart. <laughs> I was, was going to say you were going to say wild at heart. <laughs> yeah, no. Oh, thanks. I'm pretty sure I don't own that anymore. Yeah. It reminds me of college. We uh we had a uh, all the RAs got together and we played a softball game at the end of the year. It was like a celebration, you know. All the students are gone. We made it through the year. Hoorah. And uh, we split the, you know, obviously all the RAs in two and one was Team Wild at Heart and we made the other team be Team Captivated, which was, you know, John Eldridge's wife's book about Wild at Heart for Women called Captivated. That was, and we were, you know, 21-year-old dudes, so we thought it was funny <laughs> and not, you know, inappropriate or yeah. <laughs> awful, but it was. Yeah. But hey, you know. 21 year old dudes are generally pretty stupid. So. <laughs> mm -hmm. so I, I mean, I, I'm in, I, I'm actually really intrigued by the, um, explosive power of a new affection. So I don't know how attached or how much you were interested in that or I'm, I, I'm just throwing it out there. Um, it's one that, that has, that appeals to me for a number of reasons and I haven't read yet. Um, but you know, I will let you make the decision. Let's you are that one. Explosive Power of New Affections yeah. by Thomas Chalmers. All right, folks, you heard it here. This is how decisions <laughs> are made. We throw ideas out there, and then I let Dave decide because he's in charge. <laughs> no, I'm not. I know I introduced the show, but he's the one that's in charge. That's how this goes. Oh, uh, whatever. No, I, I like that. I like that. Uh, I like that suggestion. So. Cool. And well, I have, then, and I have not read it. I have not. Yeah. So nor nor have I. Um. So I'm hoping that my uh my dead Scottish ancestor um, of some sort is. Uh, he's probably not my ancestor, but who knows? Maybe right. he dated my maybe he dated my great 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 grandma, because <laughs> my grandparents are from Glasgow. There you go. And that's where he taught. So maybe you know when he was a wee sixteen year old, my great great grandma caught his eye. <laughs> That's a weird thing to say. I, I should shut up. <laughs> I should like just stop talking. <laughs> I don't know how to recover from this. But anyways, um, yeah, so we're going to read The Explosive Power of a New Affection by Thomas Chalmers for the... And I think I said explosive. You did say explosive. <laughs> I, I let it slide. I let it slide. Because, you know, maybe it's explosive and expulsive. Like, it can be both, right? It is a new yes. affection. It, it it probably has many uh, ways of changing a person. Um, but, yeah, wow. Well, expulsive this is power. Expulsive, yes. <laughs> <laughs> All right. 
<laughs> so that's what we're going to do next. Um, so yeah, if you want to read along with us, find yourself a copy. I got mine on crossway.org. This is not a sponsored uh, episode or an ad. I just happen to uh, enjoy um, their stuff. Um, but you can find it on Amazon or Audible or probably, I don't know, not at Barnes & Noble. I can guarantee you that. Um, but anyways, find yourself a copy and read along with us. And I think you want to do just like the first chapter for next episode. Yeah, that'd be good. It's kind of like a basis to get yep. started. So yeah, find yourself a copy, read along, and we'll see how this new, uh, this new adventure goes. Yes. And if it sucks, well, it so what? <laughs> And then when we're done, we'll go back to the Bible. Yes. <laughs> we have 62 more books that we have yet to touch. Yeah. And at this rate, I think we'll be dead before we get through half of them. So. <laughs> yeah, I think you're right. Wah, wah. All right. Well, that's it for episode 202 yeah. of the Masterclass. <laughs> uh, I'm Cam. He's Dave. Um, show notes are going to be at supermegacorp.com net slash masterclass slash 202 or in your podcast app of choice there's links in the show notes to the good stuff i'll link to the book uh as well and there's ways to say hi if you want to say hi uh or if you want to say other things you can say them too and um until next time uh, yeah be good then be good behave yourself Bye. bye